Hello, Kristen here. Before we get into this episode, I wanted to tell you that the antidote is a thing that's happening. It's a series of monthly gatherings that will help you return to your body and your being over and over again in the face of, you know, 2024, election insanity, climate change, global wars, your own personal stuff, other stuff. It's crazy out there. And it's easy to abandon yourself and freak out. The antidote is for bringing you home to yourself so that you can be safe in your being even when the world outside of you feels objectively unsafe. And because everybody's marketing at you and there's no reason for you to believe me, you can head to jointheantidote.com to grab a free recording of the first session that happened this week so you can feel it instead of thinking about it to see if it's a good match for you. That is jointheantidote.com. Scroll all the way down and you will see a place to pop your email address in and grab the recording. this episode of That's What She Said. We are going super easy breezy on this one as we celebrate the first anniversary of the Trump election. Uh, Let's talk about nothing related to politics right now, please. Okay, so I want to talk about joy. I want to talk about clothing. I want to talk about where they intersect, why it matters, and what I've learned so far about living as a joyful human that has to wear clothing to leave the house, right? So first, I was in Canada last week, and people were constantly giving me compliments about my clothing. And I was like, what is, really? Really? Like, and then I was like, okay, objectively, I see it, and I wanted to talk about it, because I've gotten so used to dressing the way that I do that I forget that people are like, holy shit, you don't look like everyone else, how do you do this, how do you pull this off, where do you get this, what is going on, give me details. Here are details, and if you're like, Uh, no one needs fashion tips right now. This is not so much about fashion as it is about letting your outside, like the clothing that you wear, reflect your inside, uh, which if your inside is joyful and your outside is wearing um, all black and gray, it, it can be hard to reconcile those two. So I often felt like when I put on something that was dark on a day that I felt really good, it didn't feel right. And if I put on something that's really light on a day that I feel like shit, that also doesn't feel right. So it's about matching your interior to your exterior and finding ways to do that. Because the truth is that on really good days, I am like happy puppy levels of joy. I'm wearing uh, really, really dark, heavy clothing makes it harder to feel that joy. So it's not so much about fashion or style. It's not about the way up there of fashion and style. It's about the way deep down of Does this reflect who I am and what I'm feeling in this moment? And if you're like, uh, no one has time for this, you probably need it the most. (laughs) So stick with me and let me talk to you about, about clothing from a person with a fantastic sense of style in terms of I'm very true to it regardless of trends. 
um, that may or may not be popular. So it is my goal at all times to dress as a four-year-old. If you go and look at the scope, the warp and weave, the weft of uh, what is available in the world of those who identify as female, the whole fucking thing peaks at four years old. That's when we have maximum access to sequins, to pom-poms, to day glitter, to pattern, to color, to texture, to layering, and or to superhero capes. Nothing is off limits to the four-year-old, and they're capable of beginning to dress themselves, so you get some really interesting combinations that happen. And every store that sells children's clothing caters to the four-year-old. You're beyond the pastel boring neutral of newborns, um, and you begin to have things that they can operate themselves, like zippers and buttons and snaps, and it's a just... It's the very best. So it's my goal to dress as a four-year-old, to just be a very tall four-year-old. Here's how I do that. First, you will notice, especially right now in the Northern Hemisphere, that things, as winter things roll out, we begin to go into gray land. Um, sometimes beige, sometimes brown, sometimes black, sometimes charcoal, if we're being fancy with our gray. But for the when you look at adult clothing... As a palette, you typically go into very dark, very neutral, and the majority of the things on offer are some variation, particularly sweaters, of gray. So the first thing I did when I figured this out, and it was only about a year ago that I did, was to make a no gray rule for winter. So anything that I'm wearing, if it's gray, there's a reason for it. Like I have a gray uh, cape that is covered in pom-poms. So there's a gray base, but we have pom-poms, right? I have a gray sweater that also has a prancing reindeer on it. So if it's gray, it has to be exceptionally delightful, or it's just gray, and then I can't buy it. That's the rule, because it pushes me out of the comfort of, well, this will do, this is all right, it's cold, I have to wear clothing, ergo, this is fine. The goal for clothing is to get beyond this is fine, and into, I am so excited to put clothing on right now. So in Canada, I found that I was wearing, um, I have a pink penguin who's ice skating sweater that I was wearing with uh, rhinestone pants. Guys, there are jeans covered in rhinestones at JCPenney right now. I don't even know what to do with myself, but get yourself there. And uh, my boots were, they're pink. They're just bright pink. They go to the knee and they have um, fake fur at the top. And then my glasses are pink and blue. My hair is pink. It's very coordinated look I've got going on. Um, and it takes way more work to get that look. So the first thing is the Target Kids Department is amazing. And even if you're like, no, I weigh more than 80 pounds. I can't shop in the Kids Department. One, lots of times those things are stretchy. Two, I guarantee I weigh more than you and I get things at the Target Kids Department. Any sort of like capes or capelets or uh, hats, gloves, purses, accessories of all kinds do not have, they don't know size barriers or limits, right? So you can buy your accessories in the kids department. They are typically cheaper. They're typically slightly better made because kids will destroy anything that's not well made. <laughs> um, and they're typically much, much, much brighter than what you'll find in the adults department. This is not just a Target, it's just that Target has the best. And I've done a lot of looking, okay? So first, the Target Kids Department. Second, no gray is a rule for winter. You already feel gray when you look outside. You don't need to look gray, too. Third, 
day sequins are a thing. At some point, we decided that sequins and velvet belonged in November or December special occasions only at night, only with other grown-ups, and only to be worn for three to four hours at a time. No. Sequins can be worn at any time, day or night, for any part of the year. You can wear sequin tank tops under an otherwise ordinary neutral duster or sweater. You can wear a sequin shirt with just jeans and boots. It's just a normal fucking day. You can find sweaters that have sequins in them and wear them any time. You can layer them. You can wear them on their own. You can get sequined boots. Um, you can have uh, rhinestone jeans. You can, that's Because that's a thing, right? Um, you're allowed to wear sequins any time of the year, period. Because I say so. Because that's stupid that we only wear sequins in November and December. And then in January, when we are all the most just, oh, no one's wearing sequins. This is a shame for everyone. Okay. The next rules that I have, they're they're more guidelines. Rules are hard for me. Guidelines. If you stop buying things that are not an A+, you'll stop spending money arbitrarily on clothing. So A+, meaning that it, it fits well. It looks really fantastic, and you would pick it over everything else that's in your closet at this moment. So if any part of you is like, eh, or I guess, just put it back. Just put it back, because you don't need it, you're not going to wear it, it's going to be a waste of money, and you're going to beat yourself up for it later. It's also helpful to identify the one thing that you will not compromise on when you are purchasing clothing. For me, if the sleeves are too short, I go into this horrible spiral of feeling like I'm, I'm too, um, it, it triggers like when I had a, a wardrobe full of hand-me-downs as a child and nothing fit quite right. If the sleeves are too short, I spiral. So the, if the sleeves are too short, it doesn't matter how good everything else looks, I cannot buy it. Yours might be something else. It might be that it's too tight across the chest or the collar's too high or it's too short, it's too long, it's buttons or it doesn't button or it's missing some sequins or whatever it is. If you can identify it, you're good to go and then don't buy that thing ever again. Further, anytime, anywhere you find something that is an A+, buy it. So if you find the perfect swimsuit in the, the midst of February, buy it. You find it in July, buy it. You find it in October, buy it. It doesn't matter because A plus is A plus. You're looking for all the seasons all the time instead of just allowing yourself be like, well, it's this time, so I don't need this yet. No, 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 no. You can buy it. If it's really good, you can wrap it up in a bag, write on the bag when to open it and leave it as a surprise for yourself. I have done this. Oh, it is so good because you'll totally forget about it. And then you'll be like, huh, October, huh. And then, oh, my God, I'm amazing. Thank you, past self. So that way you're also never running out to buy something at the very last second and then buying a B plus or C plus or D plus thing that just like, well, this covers my body. I guess it will do. Um, you're, you get to be really discerning and really careful with what you buy, with how you wear it and all that good stuff. This particularly applies if you have um, seen The High Cost of Fashion or any similar films about the fashion industry that is the second largest industry polluter in the world, that we have oil and then we have fashion in terms of industries that pollute the world. 
and that fast fashion has much to do with that. So if you are committed to buying things secondhand, then you will often not have as much wherewithal to be picky in terms of seasons. You just have to find it and buy it. And it's actually a really good thing. If you find a thrift store that you absolutely love, um, for me, if you're anywhere in the Pennsylvania, Philadelphia area, Green Street, G-R-E-E-N-E Street, um, there's a there's about 12 to 14 of them at this point. Um, they're fantastic. They are high-end consignment, um, so all the clothing has been curated and vetted. It is lovely. It is beautiful. It is often super high-end, brought down to normal prices. There are often tags on it. Um, when you find something, you buy it. And um, there's the other rule is that you take two things. You can only buy two things at a time because at some point decision fatigue kicks in and you're like, oh, I'll just get these five or six or seven things. If you have to get it down to two, you can be guaranteed that you're only taking home A-plus, top-notch, best-of-the-best stuff every time you visit. With that same thing in mind, if you check the price tag first, you don't actually care about the thing, would be my argument. Because if you can get yourself in the habit of, I love this, I'm going to try it on, and it's not until I've decided that it's an A-plus that I even care about the price, you suddenly find yourself, A, trying on more things, and B, being much pickier about what you look at the price tag for. Because whether that thing is a dollar or a hundred dollars does not matter if it doesn't fit you and doesn't look good. So you stop getting rid of things because of their price and you start looking at things as, does this fit? Does this make me feel good? Do I dance around or twirl in it? And then how much does it cost? Instead of ruling out lots of things because of their price that may or may not be a good fit for you. Finally, having a life palette is really, really helpful. So because my hair is pink, I cannot wear red at all. It looks terrible. I look like a like a vampire went to a hippie store. It's just not good. Um, and because of my own rules, I do not allow for um, gray, black, brown, or neutral. And I have lots of sequins. So my life palette is uh, metallic sequins, which are the easiest to find. So silvers, golds, coppers, bronzes, and then brights. Meaning not like a neutral pink, but like bright pink, bright yellow, bright green, bright blue... And um, if everything that you buy fits within a life palette, suddenly everything matches. Does your life palette have to be like mine? No. But if you consciously curate it, suddenly it's so much easier to pick out clothing or to say no to clothing. Because if a thing is mostly brown, I'm like, that That doesn't match a single thing that I own. It's a no. It's so much easier to say no to the bad fit when you're like, that doesn't match a thing I own. And life palette can start with, my favorite color is and then buy more things in that color. It can start with, I'm going to have so many day sequins that I put you to shame, Kristen. Fantastic. You're on your way to a life palette. It might be that you're like, I'm not going to buy X ever again. You're on your way to a life palette. And it might be going through your closet and anything that you haven't worn in a year, you get rid of. And then anything that you don't absolutely adore, you get rid of. I would rather you have three things in your closet that you adore than 300 things in your closet that you're like, eh. <laughs> because those three things that you love, you're going to wear all the time and they're going to make you feel good and they're going to make you radiate and feel more like yourself. And when you feel more like yourself, you will hit a different sort of note in the world than when you don't feel like yourself. 
and then you're going to find more things that fit into that category when you go looking for them consciously. So wherever you would like to start, here's what I've just told you. It's my goal to dress like a four-year-old because they have the best of all the worlds, frankly. Um, I have a life palette. It is metallic sequins plus brights. I love the Target Kids department with all my heart. I do not let myself buy gray things, brown things, or black things, but especially not gray things. I have an active and growing day sequin collection. I only buy things that are an A+, not a B, not an A-, minus, not a B+. I'm just really picky about those things. I buy A plus anytime I find it during any part of any season, no matter what, even if it's completely impractical. And I check the price tag last instead of first, because if it doesn't fit, it doesn't matter how much it costs. <laughs> like that's just um, simple. And for ethical purchasing, uh, I'm often to be found in secondhand stores and consignment stores looking at things. So, those are my tips for joy and clothing and for how to bring more of it into your life. Because when your insides reflect your outsides and vice versa, it's way more fun to go out into the world. Because frankly, I don't like clothing all that much. I would prefer to be naked. So if I'm going to be forced to put clothes on, it had better be some pretty fucking awesome clothes. Boom. Doey has been on me to do this episode for over a year, and I've finally done it. So if you have questions, you have comments, you're like, I have the best source of Dayquins on the face of the planet. Day sequins. Dayquins. <laughs> Let me know. Um, and uh, yeah, I can't wait to see uh, what you do with this and to hear what you do with this. I'm at k at christinkelp.com. I understand that it's the week before Black Friday and I should be sending you all sorts of shit and making you buy things and being like, sale teasers, ah! And instead I've chosen to talk about joy and clothing which feels accurate. So yeah, I will talk to you soon. Kay at uh, Tag me on Instagram if you want to post your joy in clothing. I am at K-K-A-L-P. And I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. One more time, The Antidote is a series of monthly gatherings to help you come back to your body, your being, and your breath when it's most likely that you'll self-abandon. The Antidote is the antidote to trying to do everything all alone, all by yourself, while you grow more stressed and you're generally freaking out and telling everyone you're fine while quietly or not so quietly, scream sobbing in a private place between tasks. Let's not do that. Let's try something different. This is a really simple format. One gathering a month on the first Tuesday of the month until the 2024 election. So we're practicing the skills that we will need 
in November now. And we're getting really comfortable with body, breath, and being now. And that's available to you at jointheantidote.com. There's a free recording. You can sign up. You can get more details. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy.